Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am so glad you decided to join us today. I have my good friend with me from the Union Gospel Mission, Steve Jarrett, who's the assistant director of the Union Gospel Mission and has been at the mission for somewhere in the neighborhood of 36 years. That's about right. Amen. And, uh, you know, he started off a young guy, and he's still a young guy, but now his hair is getting kind of gray yeah, and stuff. As they say, young at heart. but yeah. Young at heart. But the exterior, maybe not so. <laughs> well, but that's he's, okay. he's six months younger than me, so I really have to say he's young. So, <laughs> But at any rate, I'm glad that you joined us today. I truly am. Uh, there's so much going on at the mission, and it's all good stuff. I mean, we hear a lot of bad things out there today. We we get depressed. We get all those things, and we've talked about it before. But God is still in control and has never been out of control, no matter what it looks like in the world. And there have been times of great upheaval. There was World War One and World War Two, the Civil War, and all those type of things. And I'm sure during those times of upheaval that— many people lost heart as well. Well, we may not have that going on right now, but there's there's certainly a, a feeling that permeates the nation that, you know, things are going to go bad, they're going to be worse, they're going to do this, inflation and all those kind of things. But again, I want to remind us all that the God we serve is the God who is the same yesterday, today, and he will be the same tomorrow. So the question for all of us is, where does our allegiance lie? What is our hope in? And the hope has to be in Jesus Christ. If our hope is in Jesus Christ, the Bible says you will never be brought to shame. But if you're placing your hope and your faith in in your savings, in your land, in your job, then those things can certainly, even for a believer, those things can disappear. But true hope lies only in the Word of God. Would you agree with that, my friend? Wholeheartedly, yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, Stephen came to the mission 36 years ago, and and uh, I don't think you had a ton of hope at the time, did you? No, matter of fact, I, I always tell people that I lost hope out there on the streets and uh, wasn't for the mission and, and Jesus Christ primarily, but the mission being that, that, that conduit, um, um, I, I gained hope through Christ, but I was, it was, my life was pretty hopeless, um, up to that point from being, um, homeless and, uh, and addicted to, you know, in my drug addiction and drinking and everything else. And it's all scattered and to the point that I, I had no hope for myself. I used to think I did before that, and I had high hopes that I would get myself out of a predicament that I was in, but I had no power to do it. Yeah, and you know, when we talk about hope, you know, uh, believers often understand, but not always, and non-believers, when they hear the word hope, they think it's like a wish or yeah. a dream, and we're not talking about that kind of hope. Nope. That's a hope that's going to disappoint. I hope I get that job. I hope I get this. I hope this happens. No. What we're talking about is something that is a guarantee from 
one who has never broken his promise. And our guarantee is the hope of, of heaven from here. Now, you know, the communists used to say that, that, uh, that Christianity is the, what, the opium of the masses, right? Because you're deluded. Well, we're not deluded. It's a true and it's a sure hope. And let me tell you something. You guys all know that listen to the radio program that a year and a half ago when my wife went home to be with the Lord, uh, I was still not without hope. And it wasn't in a hope that that she was going to be okay in this life, but I knew that she was already okay on the other That's side. Right. Yeah. And so consequently, I never gave up hope. I, I I, wa- I struggled to get back to the mission because that's what I want, where I wanted to be. Uh, and so it's, it's a guarantee from the one, like I said, who never broke his promise. And so, Stephen, even with our guys, can we sometimes as believers feel down? Yeah, um, of course. We, um, we, you know, we live life. Sometimes we get ourselves unattached to um the Holy Spirit. We we don't constantly stay in unison with Him. I think that's where sometimes we lose hope when things happen in our lives, when circumstances are overwhelming, and sometimes we take that step out of His, of 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 the Holy Spirit's uh, uh, guidance, and we you know contemplate what could happen to me and this and that instead. So yeah, it that, it does happen. Hopefully that we kind of remind ourselves who we are. That's right. And, and who is truly um, um, uh, conducting our lives if we let him do that. You know. So uh, yeah, it can happen. And but we try to help our guys not to lose hope when they first get there. Some, some of them are like you know they're there and it is so different than what they have dealt with before. And and, and just the whole circumstances they they're there, but they're still thinking about their circumstances. And we try to help them to get the hope of Christ. Amen. You know what? Uh, and our hope can never be in the things that we're going to acquire. But sometimes those things give us a reminder and an encouragement. We have a guy that went through the program. His, his nickname is JD. And he, you know, it was rough going for him when he first got there. But you know what? I'm so proud of that man because he came through on the other side. Yes, he did. And he'd been... You know, his life had just been a mess. But on the other side, he got a job. And and now check this out. This is important to hear. J.D. isn't just got a job. They love him at his job because he is yeah. a super hard worker. And he is a faithful man at his church. He, he loves God. He keeps coming back. He talks to Eric all the time. And Eric's helped him with some things. And he wanted to get a mobile home. And most parks, because of his past, you know, they didn't want to have him in. But, you know, he he found a park, a nice park, a uh, mobile home park is, I think, what yeah, they call him. And so. Uh, and so then he was approved for that park, praise God. And then he found a mobile home within that park that he wanted to buy. And so... Hopefully, within one month, he should close escrow and be in there. He, he is so diligent. He saves. He, he's frugal with things, but not stingy with people. 
And so, you know, JD, if you're listening, I'm so proud of you, brother. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy the way it's gone with you. And so, but even at that, even without those physical things, his hope was in Christ. Yes. And he, you know, he struggled it, but he asked questions and he all the time. And when when answers were given given him, he pondered about that, prayed about it, and then he exercised that in his life. And uh, he, you know, he didn't settle for just going through the program. Right. He wanted to really have a life changing um, experience, and and I think he did. I know he did. Well, I know. I I believe that too. I mean, we can never see into a person's heart, but you know. You know a you know a tree by the fruit it bears, right? That's right. And he he certainly bears the fruit and is starting to get the image of God on him, right? Yep. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. It's it's been a a, a great pleasure to to know JD and see his growth and Amen. and I love him when when graduates come back, visit, talk to us, mm-hmm. talk to the men on the, that are currently on the program and show them that you know God can change your life as well as as you change minds. Yeah, and you know, on that same line, when we did started to do the whole remodel of our old building, and by remodel that sounds like we just gave it a facelift, but <laughs> oh, we didn't. No. We tore it we tore it to the studs, replaced the wires and plumbing. You guys have heard me say this before. But one of the primary things and people when I'm giving them a tour We'll talk about it. And here's the idea. Why would we go through all this? Here's why. Because not only do we want it to be safe and clean, and you've heard me say this before, but we wanted to tell the people out there on the street, and we wanted to tell our program guys that we feel they're every bit as valuable as the new building over there where the where the administration office is. Right, Stephen? That's right. Yeah. And, and so... I cared as much about what was behind the wall as what was on the outside, outside. of the wall. Exactly. Just like uh, for us, we need to care more about what's on the inside of a person than what's on the outside of the person. You know what? I've known a lot of very physically beautiful people that were they were just so ugly inside. But you know what? No matter what you look like on the outside— if the inside's right. And so uh, when our guys come through there and you start to see a humility, right? Isn't that one of the keys when you see somebody starting to get humble and wanting to help? Yeah, exactly. You can see that's a good uh, start of a transformation when they're not bucking, trying to buck the system, trying to find a way to get around things, but decided, you know, I'm going to go in this thing wholeheartedly and, and I'm not going to question everything and just do what I need to do. Then I have, if I have a question, I'll ask about that, but I won't, it was not haughty or, you know, hey, well, I got to do that. It's like, you know, so could you tell me the reason why we do it this, this way instead of that way? Or, you know, things of that nature. And you, that, that's the start of guys saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try this and see and, and, and taste and see if the Lord is good. You know, that kind of idea. Yeah, and wanting to give back is one of those telltale signs the Spirit is working, huh? And I don't mean tithing to the— No, I'm talking about giving back in a real personal way, right? Yeah, you know, my day off, I'm not going anywhere. Can I help you? Mm -hmm. Anywhere. 
Um, my, my shift is over, but you guys, I see you guys need some help. I go, I, I'm going to go help you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even ask. Just go, I'm, I'm pitching in. And sometimes it's not even with us. Sometimes it's with the the guests or the homeless yeah, people exactly. that are out there who, you know, some are very nice and very kind and some are abusive and not so nice. Yeah. And we've had guys, like I remember when Antanasio said to me, uh, because he had been, you know, selling dope and doing all those kind of things for years, that he wanted to help the guys out on the street, the people that he felt like he hurt. And I think that's a good attitude. Look at Rudolph. Rudolph Rudolph really has a heart to serve. Yeah, so much so. Uh, uh, And so, and by the way, uh, I didn't say it last time, but if you guys want to go and you want to pray for the mission, we love to have you pray for Amen. us. And you know what? I'd love to have you pray for Rudolph and his wife, Kat. Uh, she's been a little bit sick. She's looks like she's getting better, but you can keep her in prayer. And uh, even one of our board members, uh, Don Fletcher, his son, uh, got sick with COVID and was got pneumonia. He's doing better now, and it didn't look too good. Yeah, it was touch and go for a little bit. But, uh, uh, but, but he's home now, and that's great. But yeah. the prayer's coming because, you know, that's he still has a way to go as far as getting uh, his strength back and his lung capacity. Takes quite a while. Yes. You know, when I was sick, it was a year and a half ago. And when I was sick, uh, I lost a lot of weight. I told you guys about it. And I felt like I'd been run over by a Mack truck and all those kind of things. And it does take quite a while to get to get your strength back, to get all those things, you know. But uh, the amazing point is that, that God is able to bring us through all kinds of things. But here's the key. If he didn't bring me through right. it, he'd still bring me yeah. through it. To the other of, side. Like Meshach and Abednego. I was yep. thinking exactly that when you were um, formulating that. Yeah. Because they, they said, even if he doesn't save us, you know, we're not going to bow down to you. We serve the, you know, the mighty. We serve the I Lord am. God Almighty. Amen. Amen. The God of Israel. Yep. Right. And, and you know what? Isn't that the key? You know, uh, Job said that. Yea, though he slay me, yet will I follow him. Yeah. You know, what, what? If he slays me. Well, that's what I want for my own heart, too. I want to, I always want to, I, I just want to follow God wherever he leads us to go. So I know you feel that way. Yeah, well, you know, we think we had our best interests at heart. God has that even more for us, yeah, our best interests at heart, whatever comes through, you know, in our, in our lives, that he's, his best interest for us is, is more, <laughs> some more, uh, just more the, the way that he wants to show us how to live is so much more than we can even fathom that his best interest surpasses what we think we should do. And so and when he when he does things in our lives, we, we may not be able to handle some things, but, 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 but he is able to, to help us walk through that. You know what? And that's a, a wonderful prayer, isn't it? God, if there's anything I'm asking for that you don't want me to have, you give me what you want because I want your best. Right. 
Now, his best doesn't always look to us oh, like so our like best, the, right? Like it's the greatest thing, right? <laughs> he, yeah. has, he has a purpose in mind, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's right. You know, it's really true because it can be about anything. You may want a job. You may want a person that you know. You may want whatever it is, and it may not be what is the best for you, even though to you you think, oh, that's the top of the line. <laughs> Well, first of all, the best that he could ever give you, he's already given you if you're a believer. Amen. Uh, there is nothing more important yeah. than what happened on that cross. There's nothing more important than the forgiveness of your sins, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. If you have those things, then truthfully, it's all downhill from there. Right. Everything else is like... As they say, icing on the cake. Icing on the cake, Amen. yes. And sometimes he does. Sometimes we we have things, people, whatever in our lives, we've got jobs that we love or whatever the case is. But remember, everything needs to take second place to our relationship with God, right? That's right. Now, you have, you have two daughters. You have a grandson. Mm-hmm. You have a son-in-law. You have a beautiful wife. And... But none of them can take the place of God no. himself. If you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind, uh, that just that just comes down to through your family. That that shows through your Amen. family, and uh, yeah. And you know what's funny is, if you see, you know it sounds like well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me that you got to love God more than your own family, your own kids. Here's the key. Nobody can love their family as deeply yeah. as somebody who loves God first. That's right. You know, uh, you have a husband or a wife that loves Jesus Christ with all their heart. Guess what? You got, you've got something very special, right? That's right. And you have the, the um, gifts that God gives you, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit gives you that to love on them and, and give you peace and, and kindness and gentleness and, you know, all those things and temperance, and that helps you to deal with your family in the, in the correct way. Yeah, I, I also like that word, the lyrics to that one song that says, make me a, a little more like Jesus and a little less like, like me. me. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Because, you know, I, I still will be driving along sometimes, and I think about when I get frustrated or whatever the case is, and I think, what is wrong with me? All these years I've walked with the Lord and I still get frustrated. I still get upset about something or uh, a little pensive about what's going to happen or whatever. And, But it always comes back to, I just need to love God more. Yeah. Because I don't love him the way I should, but I want to. Yeah. And we're a work in progress as it is. Yeah. As long as we're trying to be that, right? Oh, yeah. You know, open to that, I should say. Open to God changing us. Oh, yeah. Change me, Lord. Transform me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I was homesick, I prayed that prayer and still do, you know, my whole mind, body, and soul, and my strength. But I also want to love my neighbor as myself, like Jesus said about the greatest commandments, mm-hmm. right? And this one is likened to that. Yep. And and I, I want to do that. So do we still fail? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but do you still fail sometimes with your family? Yeah, 
it, yeah, sometimes you you don't approach it like you know you should. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice when you go back and you kind of apologize and you try to get it right instead of just sloughing it off and say, well, you know, maybe it's time, but you don't really do anything about that. So, but that's the growing process, I think. Yeah, and I don't know if I've ever said it before, but <laughs> Alistair Begg on the radio is mm. one of my favorite guys. I love to listen to him. I've met him a couple of times. I'm yeah, sure he, he wants, would not yeah. remember me at all, but still, I met him. And I was talking to him uh, about uh, sermon prep and stuff like that, but I was listening to his radio show one day, and he said, you know what? He said, we've, we always have people around us listening, and we're never who we're supposed to be. I'm paraphrasing, so if I'm misquoting him, and I think he had his nine-year-old son in the backseat of his car when somebody cut him off, and he didn't use profanity or anything, but he was angry. He said, hey, what's wrong with that guy cutting me off in traffic? And he was angry, right? And from the back seat, <laughs> he heard his nine-year-old son go, and another kind word from your pastor. Ouch. Yeah, and I think about that many times. Like, I'm driving along, and and I'm angry about something. I thought, well, what happens if if I was angry about that, and everybody knew I was a pastor? Or... That person, now, mind you, I don't yell at people on the road. I'm not talking about that. But just in my heart, you know, I'm angry at this person. And then they walked into my church or into the mission. It's like, oh. So (laughs) you really have to watch what you do, do, right? You do. And it's not easy. Start start with uh, maybe gratitude? Yeah. Yeah. So, be grateful for what the Lord has given you and, and the task he's um, uh, put in, in front of you and to, to serve him, but to let him work through you. That's the main thing. A lot of things, too, is that so much that you're working for him, but that you, he's working through you. Amen. You know, we were talking about it before we went on air that, you know, it's, a, it's an old saying, but God isn't looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. I don't forget he decided that the best warrior and engineer to rebuild a war wall was a cupbearer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and guess what? It worked out. It worked really well. Yeah, yeah. really well. <laughs> and so uh, if I've always told people that if God can use a donkey to direct a king, he, he can probably use me too. <laughs> but uh, so... At any rate, Stephen. Yes, sir. You uh, you looking forward to the future with fear? No. No. Anticipation. Think the mission is looking forward to the future with fear? No, the mission is not doing that. No. We're 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 out of time for this segment, Steve. Is there anything you'd like to say to the folks before we go? Just thank you for your prayers for us. Amen. And for those on the program, please do that because yep. they're struggling, and some of them are, you know, are. Just need that extra help of, of being able to have that hope and, and carry that through their time with us. Amen. So we thank you for that. Yeah, and some of you may be struggling and ready to give up too. Don't. Last one more day. Pray to God on your knees, but don't give up because, you know, so many people make the final mistake of leaving 
when tomorrow would have been better. So until we meet again, my dearest friends, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.